it's no Sunday morning in particular in 1992. After waking up just a little too early for my parents' liking, I've finally gotten my bowl of cereal in my hands on the newspaper. I tear through the front pages, the local news, the business section. Now, all on the floor, the dank smell of cheap paper and ink mixed with the smell of milk. Finally, all of my favorite stories can continue. Calvin and his best friend Hobbs would defy the babysitter and bedtime. Dilbert would be able to troubleshoot the PC load letter error on the printer. And Charlie Brown would miss the football. Again. After that first read-through and when the bowl was empty, I would read the comics page again. Some strips I could understand. I got the joke. Because at the time, that's all it was to me. A joke. These were silly pictures about silly things. These were just jokes. But I didn't understand at the time how sometimes jokes can be sad. Jokes can be disgusting and jokes can be cruel. Slowly, after reading more and more comic strips in the newspaper, I started testing the waters in the rest of the pages and those stories sometimes connected with the more serious comics in the funny section. Ultimately, comics in the newspaper led to comic books, graphic novels, and collections for me. Today, on the Do It or Else podcast, we are going to shy away from the longer forms of sequential art and focus on the daily style known throughout newspapers for the last 120 years. This week's challenge is to draw a three-panel comic. Do you buy your thumb in a suit? Is that a challenge? Do you buy your thumb in a Fine, let's have a duel. Challenge accepted. If you wanna, wanna, wanna come over, do you wanna, wanna, wanna go right? If you wanna, wanna, wanna come over, Hello and welcome to the Do It or Else podcast. Hey. I'm one of your hosts. You hear that voice? Who's that? Who's that out there? <gasps> it's me. It's me, Ryan. It's Ryan. Oh, that's Ryan. Hey, I, uh, hi. Who are Ryan. you? Hi, I'm Dustin. Who are you? <laughs> I'm great. Welcome to the Do It or Else show. Welcome to the Do It or Else show, the Do It or Else podcast where, you know what we do? Every week, we give ourselves a personal challenge, and we try to complete that challenge to the best of our abilities, Mm -hmm. and we share about it with you all. Yeah, and you guys do the challenge too. We hope hope. you're doing the challenges with us. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. This week was really fun. You don't want to miss out on all the fun. I had a blast, actually. I thought it was a really good time. Yeah, it was a good time. How you doing, bud? I'm good. I'm fresh off a vacation to a dude ranch in Montana. And dude. Boy, my inner thighs are tired, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Was it just all horses the whole time? We shot some guns, rode some horses, played some golf with my dad. But for the most part, we were just on horses. It was oh, fun. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't realize yeah. your dad went out there with you. He Yeah, so my, my dad surprised us with this vacation. Like last year, he's like, book off this week. We're going to go somewhere. It's going to be a surprise. And then he finally makes the reveal. He's like, it's a dude ranch. Dude, that's and awesome. And I'm like, oh, sweet. This is awesome. He's all jacked about it. And he only rode horses one time. <laughs> and he got he got off the horse. He's like, <laughs> I can barely walk. I, I can't do that. I'm playing golf. See ya. And then he would just go off and play golf. So he got all excited about the dude ranch, but then it was just too much. It was too much. Too dude. He He wasn't. He's a dude in his heart. How how uh, like how long would you be riding these horses for? A few hours. Wow. Like you could do. Yeah, and it was fun. Like they kind of set it up 
um, very nice. So you'd be able to, if you wanted to wake up really early, you could ride your horse to like this outdoor breakfast where they cook everything on a, uh, open fire and like cast iron skillets. So just like cowboy style breakfast, bunch That's of really eggs terrific. and bacon and big ass biscuit. Mm, mm, mm. And you were out in Montana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a lot of fun, but yeah, I think you have some news you want to share. Do I? Regarding, regarding last week, um, in our scale. Oh, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, last week's Cry in the Rain, um, I did the essay about Blade Runner, and then we it came, Rooker Howard, the guy who gives like the monologue in that in that episode, came up, and, and he died. You killed him. No, I don't think so. You if anything... bastard. Uh, Father Time did, but, you know, tears and rain. Yeah. All these things, all these memories will be lost. 75 years old. So, um, you know, these episodes aren't exactly coming out in order, but uh, here's to you, sir. Good job on that monologue. Right? Good job at Rucker Hauer. Godspeed. I have another question, um, and it kind of relates to your horse riding, because this is a problem I've been... I got up too early this morning, and this is what happens when I get up too early. I start thinking, and... I started thinking about my jeans. You got some jeans? I, I wear jeans and I also have jeans. Yeah, with uh, blue jeans. Blue jeans. Because you're a cowboy, you're probably wearing blue jeans. And how long do your blue jeans last before they get a blowout? And you know what I mean by blowout. The, the blowout at the knee or the crotch? No, or, the crotch. Uh, I'm not talking about new ones or tight ones. I'm talking about... Just this normal is, ones? This is my problem with jeans is that after... I feel like six, seven months, you know, I think because I work in them, so I'm walking around in them all day. Uh, That crotch just goes. And my jeans, you know, I I get jeans that fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just get like six or... Are you you getting more life out of your jeans is what I'm wondering. And and what jeans are you buying that would do that? Yeah. Um, You know, my jeans are going to be a pretty hearty denim. Okay. Um, I don't. I don't particularly, you know, have a brand that I am loyal to. I don't get uh, too loose, and I don't get too tight. Even though I have bought too tight jeans, and I don't like them. But like the 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 J Crew makes a makes a solid jean. Oh! And, uh, if you go to J Crew, don't go to the real store. Go to the go to the outlet store. Yeah. Right. J Crew uh, Mercantile or whatever. They've got one in downtown Athens, right? I don't know. I think they do. Yeah. yeah, I think they do. Check so it out. Check I need out to get J. up Crew Mercantile. Yeah, free yeah, advertising yeah. for J. Crew. But yeah. yeah, no, I've been I've been a Levi's man for a long time, and I was just spending too much money on those. So I switched over to like Old Navy just because they were super cheap. They're just work jeans, but they don't last. They don't last at all. They're cheap. It's, well, it's heartbreaking. You know, check out a real workings man jean. Go check out Duluth Trading Company. They got some fire hose denim. It's about as durable as a fire hose. Okay, what, fire hose denim. What they tell Duluth. Me, okay, well I'm right next to Duluth, so that'll be easy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Are they not? Are they not from there? I don't know. Okay, maybe they are. Okay, Duluth Trading Company fire hose denim. That's my. That's my. I'm gonna go buy some today. We'll see Great. next week. That's next week's challenge. Not really. Next week's challenge, be. buy a f- <laughs> nice pair of jeans. Speaking of next week's challenge, what was this week's challenge? It was yours, this, right? This week's challenge, yes, was to draw a three-panel comic. 
I like this challenge. You like you like it? You like yeah. it? Yeah. Three panel comic. It's it's nice and limiting. The three panel comic posed some challenges uh for me. Maybe they did for you, and I want to talk about that. But first, we gotta have a little uh history lesson. We gotta understand where we've been before we can get to where we are. All right, let's do it. Doing it. Ryan, I have. <laughs> I'm sure I blew out this new microphone. Yeah, probably. Friend of the show, Andy, is letting me borrow his um, fancy Rode microphone, and I'm, I'm sure that was too loud. We're we're just a little too loud. We're a little too excited for this because this was <laughs> this was a fun challenge, and we're going to talk a little bit about the three panel comic. Ryan, I've got a question. If we go back way way back to 1896 before the 1896. internet, 1896 okay. before the internet. Before TV, before radio, how did people get their media? How did they newspapers, get the news? Yeah, the radio, the newspaper, the newspaper before the people radio was invented. In the square. But yeah, yes, yell criers and the newspaper. Okay, yeah, huge, huge, huge industry back then because everybody was learning how to read. Paper was cheap, and this is how you got got the news out. Um, very important cultural uh, item back then. But now, today, the newspaper, not so much. And not so much. I mean, I still read a couple of them, but not in their print form. Right. So think about it. In 1896, though, in some towns, a small town might have three or four different newspapers. And... Like a big city like New York might have dozens of publications and they might even have their own morning and afternoon and evening newspaper that would go out multiple times a day. So, Oh, really? Yeah, so imagine that. Everybody's getting... Oh, yeah, I guess I never really thought of that. Like a small town having three newspapers. So that means like 60 people in town work at newspapers in a town of like 8,000 people or something like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. That'd be crazy. Yeah. And these... Or 20,000 people. Yeah, that's amazing. And these publishers, they were always looking for ways to increase their circulation and increase their readership, right? You, mm -hmm. you know where I'm going here? So yeah, I, I'm following. how do we get some more eyeballs to our newspapers? And two of the big dogs in the game was William Randolph Hearst. And mm -hmm. he, he owned the New York Journal, and his arch enemy was Joseph Pulitzer. And he owned right. the New York World. And both two huge newspapers everyone still reads today. Yes. Huge, <laughs> huge newspapers that everyone still reads today. Are they both today. defunct now? Are I have no gone? idea, man. <laughs> okay. But I know William Randolph Hearst, you know, made propaganda against Yellow journalism. Uh, yeah. And we could probably thank him for current marijuana uh, restrictions and laws. Really? And drug laws. I didn't know that. Um, so that's another, that's another Wikipedia for. Another day, William Randolph Hearst and the marijuana prohibition. Yeah, that'll be in a challenge, like smoke smoke two joints in the morning or something. <laughs> and read the newspaper. <laughs> try smoke to two try to read the yeah. full <laughs> newspaper. <laughs> okay, yeah, I don't think I could. Okay, I don't so, think I could manage that. 
these guys were going at it, right? They wanted mm-hmm. everybody to read their newspaper. But in 1895, Joseph Pulitzer acquired something that is going to change the modern newspaper. Do you know what that Ooh, could I'm be? I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm reading ahead here. I'm assuming it's the funny pages. Um, Close. It's the color printer. One of the first colored oh, printers. Cool. And so when, when he got the colored printer, um, they published the first comic strip that we would know today called The Yellow Kid by R.F. Alcott. It's a very popular um, comic and he wore, he it was he dressed in yellow. So he called The Yellow Kid and he would get into certain hijinks and stuff like that. But the idea of the comic strip had been around since, you know, the early 1800s. I'm just looking at these Yellow Kid comics. Yeah, they're, they're pretty interesting. Pretty, uh, pretty basic. Hey. But you know, they are a, uh, they're a little uh, problematic. Well, you might I'm think a few of them. you might think uh, the yellow kid that character is meant to be Asian, but he's not. Yeah. So the artist, yeah, yeah. the artist, he was an Irish analog at the time. Okay. So yeah, different context, different lenses. Mm-hmm. You know, so we might see he's those. Got a big problem, big prob- jacket and big ears. Yep. Big yellow jacket and big pokey out ears, and he's bald. But uh, Rudolph in France, he was the first one to start using sequential images and drawings to tell stories, like in print and stuff like that. So he was kind of the the first comic book artist when he would tell these small stories, five, six panel stories or whatever. But the yellow Mm -hmm. kid with Joseph Pulitzer's first color printer changed everything. And that allowed you to have these large, and the comics back in the days used to be half pages and full pages and they would tell these larger stories on a full sheet of paper so they would they would do that during the um, weekdays monday through saturday they would do smaller panels with um you know black and white images telling the the story which is mostly a gag like these comic strips were meant to be humorous to to get a laugh at the very end of the strip and at the end of the week so the black and white panels those daily strips those became kind of the the main format throughout the week and artists were writing in these smaller um panel segments and then on Mm -hmm. sunday they get boom they get a chance to do a big spread of, of their art and would these storylines be like followed through the week? Some some would be like episodic, okay. like serialized, you know. And cool. um, in 1936, the first costume superhero uh, is published in the in the the funny papers. Kid, you want to know who that was? Guess who that was? Uh, Superman. No, the first. Uh, oh, I don't know who. The Phantom. The Phantom. Don't think of the Billy Zane vehicle, not that movie back in the 90s that was <laughs> really bad. Yeah, Even though terrible. Hollywood wanted Billy Zane to work out so bad, it, it oh, did God, not. Billy Zane should work out. He should, yeah. It's not going to happen. Listen to your maybe, friend. Maybe it will. What do I know? Listen to your friend Billy Zane, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a young man anymore, Derek. Don't do it. But... I want to have a Zoolander reference, but I can't remember. Okay. The Phantom was published <laughs> <laughs> in 1936. Was The Phantom, okay? 
The Phantom. Okay, who, who is the Phantom? What's his What's his deal? All right, he's got a pretty cool origin story, and if I'm if I'm a little off on this, uh, I'm sorry. Um, Sue us. I'm going I'm going off my memory here, and he was a shipwrecked. I guess started off as a of a, a shipwreck survivor. I think. Okay. With his son, and the first Phantom, like was was the dad or whatever. And um, he would fight crime, and he died. He was killed, and then his son took over as the Phantom, and continued to fight crime. So they so no special power, no special powers, uh, just a, a cave full of treasure and charm. Huh. And uh, so oh, like so Batman, yeah. So like the Phantom would have to like he he would have to continue his lineage, find a wife or something like that and have another son so that he could be the phantom and like you know there have been over 20 phantoms i guess because they they die still making this comic strip i don't think so um but they would call him the ghost who walks because people would kill the phantom and then wait a second i thought we killed this guy and chopped his body up and threw him to the crocodiles and now he's back what the this is blowing my freaking mind that kind of thing but superman (laughs) came in yeah Good Superman came in 1938. Our good old American hero. 1938. Classic, boring Superman. The worst of the superheroes. After the worst superhero ever <laughs> made it to the scene, uh, guess what happened? 1938. Uh, what could have happened next? Well, 1938, you've got the rise of fascism in Europe. Yep. And subsequently... World War Two. World War Two, and with World War Two came um, rationing, especially in America at the time, and there were paper shortages. And so, due to this, newspapers restricted the size of their comics and the number of comics and the panel sizes. Mm. And so, this is kind of how we arrived to the today's format of an artist getting a single row of four sometimes three panels um to do their comic and then some artists um use just one panel um you know gary larson would do that some political cartoonists would also do that and um or new yorker cartoons the new yorker yeah yeah so yeah like these single panel comics those will kind of pop up throughout the newspaper at different sections um but the comics that we know they were restricted to these smaller panels because of the paper shortage. So you can thank uh, World War II for giving us less comics and less funny papers. Thank you, World War II. Yep. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No, but that's great. So then, so that, so I'm assuming at this time, so the newspaper goes into these shorter forms and then comic books must then kind of take off from there as a separate thing to tell longer stories. Yes, yes. Because there was Are you a, tell us about that. There was a. I was going to tell you about that. There was. A, oh, sorry, sorry. A little bit, because um, we're focusing more on the newspaper comics and that style. Mm-hmm. But because Absolutely. the comics became such a like, I mean, everybody loved the comics because they were the cheapest way to get fiction, you know, and to have this kind of escape um, through the newspaper and follow your favorite. Or just stories. something funny. I mean, mm-hmm. you, they're. 
most of life is pretty mundane. Yeah. So it's nice to have a have somebody think of a joke for you. Yeah. And you're farming <laughs> dirt. Like it's pretty simple. Yeah. yeah. All those anybody in the forties, all they did was farm dirt. Yeah. They they didn't have anything. So yes, they read funny papers. Yeah. The comics. Yeah. Um and then yeah, and then those comics, they were made real popular and a lot of soldiers would take those comics over to uh, battle, you know, and they would send those out to the soldiers. Um, oh, cool. But moving all the way up through World War II until now, um, there's been some changes in, in newspapers. So 1990 is what they call like the peak of the newspaper business. Um, some trend charts that I showed uh, that showed up in my research was that there are approximately 62 million daily newspapers um, in circulation in like the beginning of the nineties. Wow. So that, that was when, um, you had some very popular artists performing at like their peak, uh, Charles Schultz and Bill Watterson and Gary Larson. Um, some really infamous, uh, you know, foundational comic artists, um, that they, they were the ones that kind of kept the comics, alive and pushing the boundaries and they had the pull, um, in their comic mm -hmm. strips to, to demand, you know, more room on the page to tell their full story arcs. So that's why, um, if you remember Calvin and Hobbes from back in the day, or if you, uh, remember peanuts, their Sunday's page would, you know, could be three rows of five columns, you know, or five panels. So just like it, just like it had been they, 50 or 40 years before. Yeah. They, they could probably get a half page if, if they wanted to for like a, a big story or something like that. Oh, so, so that's how. So just through popularity mm -hmm. is how you get real estate. Mm -hmm. Does yep. that make sense? Yeah. Same today. Mm -hmm. And uh, also Bill Watterson, he's there's there's a really good documentary called Dear Mr. Watterson, if you like it on Netflix, I think. Um, but they, they talked about how like the difference between Bill Watterson and uh, Jim Davis, who created Garfield Garfield was like syndicated and merchandise out the wazoo you know like everywhere and um Bill Watterson is kind of like this purist a romantic a romantic about the newspaper and the medium of the comic the hand-drawn story and like the attention to the to the paper and like its place in the paper um so that's why his stuff has never been merchandised. That's why you can't get official Calvin and Hobbes merch. Um, he's a purist. He's a purist. He's like, if you like it, go get the the Calvin and Hobbes collection. You know. Um, so yeah. So from nineteen ninety, Calvin and Hobbes is your is your comic. Oh, that's definitely my comic, right, Dustin? Like that's like that's the the Irk Dustin Graham comic. One hundred percent. My okay. my yeah. foundation is is there. Um, there in, in the far side, which I'll, I'll talk about a little bit later. But um, so rounding out this little infotainment section from 1990 until today, um, we have had almost uh, like a 55% decline in newspapers. So approximately 28 million daily newspapers in today's Down from 60. media world. Yep. Woo. Big drop there. So... Um, Save your newspapers, I guess. There'll be a collector's item one day. Who cares? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, let it go. Times are tough. Times are tough. We're living, we're living in bad times. Deal with it. Good times will come again. 
I'm going to deal with it by uh, reading these comics. So uh, yeah, I'll, exactly. I'll see you later. Oh, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Each week on the show, of course, we, we take our challenge, we do our best at it. Um, Dustin, how did you feel about this one? Great. You enjoyed it. You had a good time. I, I certainly did. Uh, it got a little frustrating at the beginning, um, but I yeah, then I had a lot of fun once I kind of got over a hump. Yeah, I had a, I had a good time. I When preparing for this, what I did is I went back and looked at the comics that I enjoy now. Um, the three-panel comic turned out to be more rare than I expected. Um, four panels seems to be really common now, especially if you look on Instagram, which is where I get the majority of my comics these days. Do you do you get your comics from Instagram? I, I follow a couple web comics, yes. Um, poorly Drawn Lines is a fun one I like. Poorly Drawn and... Lines is great. Mm-hmm. I, I dig uh, Chris Simpson's artist. Do you ever check him out? It's really weird. I, I will check it out. Yeah. So there's there's a bunch here. I wrote some down, actually. So Chris Simpson's artist, I really like. They're these weird... He's not really... A, I don't think he's a Simpsons artist. It's really kind of absurd. Uh, there's a really cute one I like called Butter Safe. Um, <laughs> that actually was really good for this. They, they uh -huh. use... Why is that? <laughs> they use like really just like, the name is funny. I'm sorry, yeah, it's the good, name it's is funny. funny. And they they <laughs> tend to keep their comics really short. Um, then there's like, have you checked out Lord Birthday? Um, no, I haven't. He's another sort of absurdist cartoonist where the pictures are very strange, and he spends most panels are just long lists of things that don't really make sense or like seem like they were written by by an idiot. Um, Love it. Really like it. <laughs> Um, then there's the dude, Tommy Siegel. I'm just going to run through a list of yeah. comics I like. Tommy Siegel, this one, this guy really inspired me. This He is the guitar player for the band Jukebox the Ghost, which is a pop group. Um, they're a good pop group. Uh, there's really not a lot to say about them. They've been around for 20 years. He's a good guitar player, but what he's been doing, he just finished actually, but for the last 500 days, he put up a new comic every day. Wow. Uh, which took an incredible amount of work uh, after doing this, like just to come up with the ideas um, is a lot. And especially if you're all by yourself, then to tend to animate it, to draw it, to get it out there. Uh, he was pretty impressive. Then I was thinking through some of my friends. I've got a, a buddy from college named Brittany. She's under the Instagram name uh, Inky Brittany. And she does <laughs> like comics. But they're not quite comics. But she, she goes to like big meetings or a big corporate meeting or a big community meeting and animates it on a big piece of paper on the wall and does a live comic of what the discussion was about. Oh, cool. It really helps people at the end um, get back and see what they had talked about and kind of visually learn what was discussed, which I don't know. That's wow. her business. It's really, really awesome. And there's, there's so many just different web comics out there. That I that's really where I feel like this medium has moved from those mm -hmm. newspapers now, especially to Instagram, especially with the side scrolling where the full panel takes up the full screen and then you can just get through the, you know, the three and then they can put an ad or whatever on the fourth. Um, 
did you did you experience anything like that? Do you have any that you love? Do you want to share? My love for comics, yeah, started early. Um, when so when my brother was sick, he had a bunch of comics, and I got to read those with him. And he was a big fan of Gary Larson and the single panel uh, comics and his style. And Gary Larson is the the far side. The far side, okay. And so I started reading those, and then when the Scholastic Book Fair came, you know, mm-hmm. Calvin and Hobbes was, you know, front and center. And um, I had read read Calvin and Hobbes in the funny papers, the comics, and uh, finally got, like, my first collection, uh, my first treasury. You know, the, the essential Calvin and Hobbes was the first big book that I got. Um, and I've got it right here. It's in my hands. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got watermarks all over it from where, you know, I've either dropped it in the pool or spilled a Coke on it or whatever. And it's all wrinkled and gorgeous. And I've seen this I, book. You, this book has lived with you for years, for years, for years. And it's not the only one I have. And I've had a whole bunch throughout my life and I've lost a bunch of them throughout my life just from all the, all of my moves or whatever. But the beginning of the essential Calvin and Hobbes is like this. Um, I don't know. It's like this huge Shakespearean poem um, called a nauseous nocturne. And it's about Calvin being scared of this monster that lives in his closet, you know, and how his parents, you know, they, they're excited that the monster is going to eat him and they're going to clean his bones up and, ditch him in the trash or whatever but his his best friend Hobbes is sleeping in the bed next to him and he knows monsters are scared of tigers and uh, he chases the the monster away and it's great and that was like seeing that because if you haven't read any Bill Watterson and if you haven't read any uh, of these treasuries and haven't seen his artwork um, he he didn't shy away when he got his chances to use color a lot of his stuff were done with watercolors and it's just adds a really neat texture to the pictures so anyways uh i love calvin and Hobbes big time um but definitely the far side was there and a whole stack of uh marvel x-men and the avengers and uh batman comics from the 80s were uh, easily available for my brother. So I got to read them that way. And now, you know, I think I'm only getting them through Instagram, like just a, a regular new comic coming every other day or something like that. Yeah. I feel like until this point in my life, it's clear that comics have been important in yours and they're important in tons of people, people's lives. But for me, I had one comic book. My mom bought me a Spawn comic book for Sweet. an airplane ride, but I was too young. I think I was uh, eight, and it was too scary, and, <laughs> and I, I just I didn't like it. It spooked me, and so I never looked at any other comic book until now. You know, there, there's we've discussed before the Marvel movies, and but really, Instagram now has become for the first time in my life. Uh, and you kind of don't notice it. I think a lot of people look at 
comics now on Instagram. It just kind of like comes through yeah. and out of your life sort of in an imperceptible way. They're called um, memes now. They're just memes. Like yeah, memes me- are yeah, just a memes. multimedia comic. Yeah, you're right. And even things that we would have considered just comics that are still the same form as they've mm-hmm. been for 100 years, now a kid would call a meme, which I, I guess that's just a linguistic kind of cultural thing. But it's weird how ubiquitous they've become, um, especially for a group of people who, I don't know, most people do, I don't think cared too much about comics. But here they are, and here we are making them. Um, I mm-hmm. want you, Dustin, I just sent you on your phone my comic that I made for this week's challenge. Okay, uh, I'm going to read it. Will you look at it? Um, I'm going to read will it. You, will you describe it for folks? Of course. And then, and then I'll go back and explain it, I guess. Right, here we go. I've got it pulled up. I we'll, see two we'll, Im- we'll put these on the Instagram. So These will, these will definitely go up on the Instagram. Now, go to the our Instagram page. Uh, do it or else. Is it pod? Do it or else pod? Mm-hmm. At do it or else pod. At do it or else pod on Instagram. You can you can look at these, and you'll be able to see Ryan's Ryan's comics. Uh, Ryan has two people on screen uh, drawn, which looks like to be a finger paint app on your iPad, and um, you have a blue man with hair and a yellow man who's bald, and it says, "Is this funny when you say it?" And then you see two hands holding a piece of paper would you rather have an emmy or an audi (laughs) and then the yellow man says not really yeah Uh Uh, it it is funny when you say it though (laughs) so this is a joke i came up with maybe three weeks ago that I started saying to people at work, cause I would just walk up to people and maybe it's not clear to the listener right now, but I would walk up to people and I say, would you rather have an Emmy or an Audi? And everybody's like, what? I, I guess I'd rather have an Innie. And I said, no, that's, that's not what I said. I said, would you rather have an Emmy or an Audi, like the award or the car? Um, and so I've been telling this joke to people and it gets a mix of reaction, mostly befuddlement and confusion, like any classic <laughs> dad joke. Um, <laughs> And so I wrote, I wrote dozens of like kind of political jokes and like various jokes that I just didn't think were funny or I didn't think I could animate or really pull off. And then I remembered this dad joke and then trying to fit this dad joke into three panels. This is, this is what I came up with. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. I think it's funny. And yes, I drew it on uh, like a sketch thing on my iPad. I have like a little Apple pencil that I yeah. use to, to knock so- this out. So you you went with the the digital medium and are are you've already adopted the technology needed to be a, a digital web comic? Yeah, man. I mean, so I bought and this really comes down to technology for me. I bought an iPad maybe a year ago to this sounds silly, but to DJ a wedding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but because I saw, I occasionally play uh, cover, I played in a cover band with the guy who gave me this microphone here, Andy. And I'm proud of that, but the DJing, maybe I'm a little less proud of because I'm not very good at it. But I I needed a a powerful enough computer to do that. And then I realized to the iPad that I could make videos. So I've started making YouTube videos. Um, Which are a lot of fun. Go check those out. You can go check those out. There's a link on our website. Check it out. Sedge on YouTube, just like my Instagram, Sedge on Instagram. But 
with the same iPad, I've uh, made this podcast with you, and now I'm making this comic. And I feel like this is the greatest tool besides any instrument that I've ever owned. It's like the greatest creativity tool I could imagine. Like an cool. iPad with an Apple Pencil has really like freed me up into making any dumb thing I can imagine. So I'm I'm happy with it. I like the comic. Nice. I think it's funny. I like it. I like it a whole lot. Can we do yours? <laughs> yeah. Uh, go for it. Okay. So in panel one, this looks like a, a pin drawing on white. Um, you've got a guy here sitting at a desk with a little laptop in front of him. He's got a lamp. He's got a picture of a cat holding onto a branch in the back. And he's got a clock here. And w- what is it here? It's 8 o'clock or it's 7, 7 o'clock? I can't tell. Yeah, we'll say it's, eight. It's, it's in the morning. Okay, and he's got it. Oh, it's seven in the morning. Okay, and he's got his guy eyes down. He's in a he's in a tie. He's got a little bit of hair on his head. He's looking down. All right. Uh, in the second panel, it is still the same time. Um, he's still looking at the computer. There's a little thing over here that says "Achoo." Who's sneezing here? I don't know. Um, but in the cat poster behind the the bird there was a bird in the background of the first frame and now in the second frame the bird is much closer and i think it's a hawk uh, so the poster changed maybe oh wait and then he says in the third frame here same time he says bless you and now the the cat has been clearly taken by the hawk in the background dustin what is going on here <laughs> is that a window <laughs> <laughs> I think okay. I get that that is a window in the background, but did the plant say "achu" <laughs> and then he said "bless you"? Yeah. So <laughs> take it, take it, take it as you want. All right. <laughs> this is my art out there for the world to figure out. It's not. I I've made it, and I don't need to explain it. Okay. Well, will you tell no, us the but process of it's making a, it? <laughs> it's a it's a bonsai what tree. What is this, dude? What are you doing here? <laughs> it's a, the bonsai tree sneezed, and that's absurd. That is absurd. And I like that. And the guy doesn't the, even. What's more absurd he is he doesn't even care. He's like it's a regular thing. That bonsai tree is his is his friend, obviously. And what I didn't make clear in the back, which I maybe could have done. Um, you know those little motivational posters in offices yeah, that say hang like in hang there. in there. Right. So that's what this I was is. trying to do my own version of that. My intention was it's a poster. So the fact that you think it's a window, interesting development there. I I'm okay with it being a window. Um but Yeah, no, I thought it was like, you know, I thought it was a poster. I I it, it it reads as poster, but the fact that it changes makes me think it's a window. Okay, but what's more absurd? A poster changing or a bonsai tree sneezing and you blessing that bonsai tree. Bless you. Bless you. I don't know. But the process, <laughs> how I got here, the process was like, all right, what am I going to write about? I got my notes here of like what what I thought I could maybe make a, a, a three-panel comic for. Because like the three-panel comic is like, you know, good stand-up. You know, it's, it's just enough information and um, timing. And yeah, it felt maybe, like editing, right? It felt like editing yeah. and timing were key. Yeah, and like I, I thought of this idea, 
um, my first idea, well, I had a few things I could have picked from, like reality of adult life, reality of married life, you know, work, that kind of thing. I had a lot of ideas. But yeah. of all the ideas, Ryan, I picked this this bonsai tree sneezing thing. Um, and the, the original idea was that he'd be working at his desk, his tree would sneeze in the second frame he would get surprised and then in the third frame he would throw his bonsai tree and pot against the wall and shatter it and kill it um so kind of kind of dark on i guess both of them are kind of dark because one you're killing a plant and another one i'm killing a cat through nature yeah um, or or is it a magic poster so i don't know you decide well but, i think you did a good job good job by you buddy Thanks. It was fun. Yeah, I'd used a uh, pencil and pen, and once I was able to make my first sketch, like my first panel, mm-hmm. I just traced that two more times because the main action was happening in the the little poster or the window. Oh, yeah, I did essentially the same thing, which is uh, my first panel and my third panel are are the same image because I I don't trust myself to draw or even to write legibly. So I just used this. I, d- I drew one picture and I was like, that's pretty good. And I just found a way to make it work <laughs> twice. <laughs> I don't know Heck if that's yeah. lazy. I just really, I can't, but I feel like I could do more comics in this same vein. Do you feel like you could keep this character going and, and have other things happen? I think I could. I think I could. This, this character, I got some inspiration from the comic, uh, the business cat. If you, have seen I that one. I gotta check it out. Um, that's pretty funny, but like, yeah, I think I don't know the office environment. Everybody can relate to that, or most people can. But um, I, I just kind of went there because I, I don't know, dude. I I thought of right I really like this know. bonsai. Right I, yeah, what you know. but but I don't really know all that much about bonsai trees other than I like them and I've mm-hmm. killed a few. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Um, yeah. Well, again, good Bonsai job. tree. Good job, buddy. Thanks. What do you say we rate this thing? Rate it. Every week on Do It or Else, we have an experience, we have a challenge, and then we rate that challenge on its own merits. We don't rate any challenge against any other challenge, so we come up with an original scale every week. This week's scale, uh, it's my job to come up with it. Um, I thought long and hard ab- about this one for approximately a second, and it seemed obvious, <laughs> so I'm going to go with it. We had a three-panel comic challenge. So, Dustin, on a scale of one to three panels, how do you rate it? I'm going to give it uh, two and a half panels. Two and a half panels. A panel, one one panel you just can't quite make out at the end. Yeah, I'm going to give it two and a half panels. I had a a difficult time just getting to my idea and then I finally changed it and what I drew I was happy with the drawing um, and I think the the comedy that I put in there was too much like I had too much going on um, and that kind of frustrated me when I showed it to Casey and she was like I don't I don't know what's going on here what happened why is the plant sneezing why is that funny and she missed the the cat in the oh she didn't background. even see it yeah so like I, I don't know but maybe I like that so two well, and a half yeah and for also me. man you know with something like this the audience that likes it is the audience that likes it it doesn't have to be the audience you want to like it 
I, mm-hmm. I think for every comic, there's there's a viewer. So I think one of our listeners is going to freaking adore yours at least. So if you like Dustin's comic, let him know. Uh, for my rating, man, I'm going to I'm gonna match you. I, I, I hate that we're kind of doing these half ratings, but two and a half <laughs> feels right because it's not a full three comic, right? Like this wasn't like this wasn't life changing, but it was fun. It was a good little exercise. I think the listeners should do it. I think you guys should should have made these comics or should do it this week because I don't know. It was fun. It was fun to write all my ideas out and try and come up with a joke. Um, it was fun to draw a picture and it was fun to get a laugh from a couple people. So, you know, two and a half, two and a half comic panels, right? Get out there and create something. Uh, you know, it's fun to create something. That's why we're doing this podcast. If you want to do a podcast, do a podcast. If you want to start a web comic, Start a webcomic, or exactly. if you want to doodle on a napkin, you know, for for fun on your coffee break, doodle on a napkin and Please, post and it. Do it and to send our it to Instagram. Us. Yeah, I want yeah. to see it. I want to see it. Show it, show it to us. Let me see your dirty comics. All right, you ready for next week? I think so. Okay, it's my week to pick. This was your. All right, week. I'm. Next week's mine. If people are figuring out how this works. The little how does it work yeah how well, does it work i've got Peel back this week, curtain next week challenge so dustin next week i challenge you and me and i challenge the listeners to try and hold your breath for two minutes holy cow okay just so, um so I, I need to be really clear here this challenge is to try and hold your breath for two minutes i'm not saying you have to because there is some inherent risk in this challenge. I looked it up ahead of time. It is doable. Um, I want you to do it out of water. I don't want people to be doing this underwater because uh, that adds a lot of risk. Uh, we want to do this challenge out of water, probably under supervision of somebody else. But do some training. Don't do it while you're driving. Crap like that. Please be safe. But <laughs> yeah. I want to I wanna see if I can hold my breath uh, for two minutes. I think we're going to need some some studying up to like figure out some methods. And if you can beat two minutes, tell us how far you can go. If you can't get there, tell oh us how gosh. far you got. Uh, I want to track where we started and where we finish. You like it? Be, be careful. And yeah. let's do this thing. Let's do it or else. Oh, oh my gosh. All right. We're going to hold our breath for, or we're going to try big, bold letters. Try to hold our breath for two mm-hmm. minutes Yep. out of water under supervision. Yes. And um, are we going to try this a couple times and see oh, how yeah. we can... Oh, yeah, I want you to spend the week getting as good as you can at this. Okay. So this is not... I mean, you know, if it if you get it in one, good for you. You have incredible lung capacity or whatever. I actually don't know how it works, so we're going to have to learn about that. So it'll be fun. Oh, man. All right. Okay. I am excited, and I would like for all of y'all to join us on these journeys. You can follow us along on our Instagram and our Twitter. We got mm-hmm. those ready for you at, uh, <laughs> what is it again? At, at do, do it, it or, or else, else pod. pod at Instagram. And then I, I think we've been saying this wrong, but the, the Twitter is at do it or else pod one. There's like the numeral one at the end. Yeah. But I think if you just search do it or else pod, you'll find us. It'll pop up. Um, but yeah, at Do It or Else Pod, and you can follow along. Send us your experiences. Let us know if you got any challenge ideas you you think we should uh, partake. And thank you again for listening to the Do It or Else Podcast. 
please rate us and subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or whatever. Make sure you're subscribing. We haven't been asking people to do that, but it'll be so much easier for you to find us if you subscribe to us. Say, stay in the loop or fall out of the loop. Yeah. But don't do it's that. It's up to you. Do it or else. Do it or else. I love you. Bye-bye. Cheers. <laughs>